Hello, welcome, and welcome back. If you haven't been to this before, my name is Colin Prentice, the Arch. To my right, I have Tom Gannon, the Heel, and to my left, I have Bryce Clark, the Toe. And collectively, we are Athlete's Foot. How are you doing today, boys? We're doing, you know? Oh, yeah. Tom's got his Wi-Fi working. That's right. He don't go uh, 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 no more. We're ready to go. On other side of you, so we're just talking over the internet. We don't together every week for this podcast. It'd be crazy. That would be so much fun if we could, as well as we'd have a much better sounding podcast. I think we ought to do a podcast at Waffle House. Yeah, count me <laughs> in. Everybody else is invited. Waffle House podcast. And we could call it Wiffle House. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid, I love it. <laughs> Speaking of a live podcast, we're going to be doing an opening day podcast at the fields, which is going to be a grand old time. Hopefully we have people walking up, hopefully we get to talk with some people, maybe we pull them off uh, right off in the middle of the game. You'll find out when we're there. But, we're also talking about the 2023 opening day of Mid-Atlantic Wiffleball, which is April 22nd in York, Pennsylvania at Shy Park. Mall opening day podcast preview. We beat Scumcast to it. Let's go. <sighs> Scumcast don't got anything on us, boys. <laughs> what if they put out a podcast before this comes out? <laughs> oh, oh, that's going to be so sad. But we're going to be talking about MAW opening day this year. We have the full list. There are 24 teams coming out, and this is the biggest MAW tournament of ever, I believe. Ever, yeah. I want to say ever. I believe everyone's right. I think Tim actually told us that. And I think it's even the most new players ever. It sold out two months before it even happens. <laughs> the fact that it sold out. Pretty cool. Which team do you think is going to drop? Ooh, no team's going to drop. If they drop, they will get hounded on every social media site known to existence. I will make a MySpace and still hound that team. No, what, well, like, what if one of the RV Revs gets grounded or something? <laughs> RV Revs kid gets grounded. Yeah, they could. That's, that's realistic. They're that, they're, they're that young, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they can. A one can fail a test and not be allowed to go. I mean, that, I mean that's, that's a thing. It can happen. So hear that RV Revs? Study. Don't get grounded. I hope they heard it. So Bryce and Tom, let's take a quick look at the teams coming. Bryce, you want to start us off at the top of the list over here? Oh, yeah. So first team listed is Team 80.4. Uh, we all basically know where they're from. A lot of these guys, they're MLW guys. Jimmy Norp, Caden Irwin, Nick Saylor, Trey Flood, Jackson Pearson, and Matt Carlington. And they're traveling away. It's coming to opening day. And out of the past couple of years, they've been getting better and better playing in NWLA tournaments in United. So, well, I think this is their third year in a row playing for fast pitch competitive wiffle ball. So, pretty excited to see what they start out with. Yeah, I see this is a team that can kind of play spoiler. I think they, so, like I said, I think there's 11 teams that can win. This is not one of those teams, mostly because I think Nick Saylor is not going to actually be there for opening day. He's playing you know, later in the season with that team. But I just think they don't have that much experience. They're good enough to definitely knock off one of the top teams, but to do that a few times in a row, I just don't think it can happen. Yeah, so we, th these are my boys, the Cajuns. Andrew Lede, Randy Dalby, Sylvie Serrano, Jonathan Dalby, Will Marshall, and Ryan Roosh. 
Uh, you know, I know a lot of these guys out in the West Coast wiffle ball scene, and I think this team is a contender. I think they could win the whole thing. Yeah, they're pretty deep. It's a good team, but this next team coming up sadly only has three guys, but at the same time, three great guys. This is the Canes. We got Kenny Stangle, Devin Torres, and Nico Ruiz rounding out the field. They might still be looking for a couple players. Maybe another person wants to come in and play with them. Let's find out. Damn, surprised they don't have Bob. The fact that they don't have Bob. He's just, I'm sure he just doesn't want to go or whatever. Too far of a travel. I get it. His problem. So next team we got listed is the CCW Skull Crushers. And that, well, we all know that roster. This is the same as UF, right? Same UF roster? Pretty close. Yeah, but they don't have Dudas. Yeah, they don't have Dudas, sadly. Love Dudas. Oh, yeah, Dudas ain't coming. That's right. Well, that the roster's Will Smithy, Reed Warner, Dylan Jones, and Mick Whitty. So, Dudas will not be there, but ah, you never know. He may, he may have something up right now, but it don't mean he can't make it later. But at the end of the day, they got two top-heavy arms, so they'll be all right. Yeah, I have this as another team thing. Uh, it's funny, the, the, these guys and the Cajuns haven't really played Mid-Atlantic before, so they might have some sort of disadvantage there, but they just have so much talent on their teams that I don't think it matters. They, they have a chance. It doesn't mean I think they're going to win. Both of those teams also have the advantage of playing in UFs for a year at least, so maybe transitioning to MAW won't be as hard for them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing. And, you know, obviously the smart money's on the dogs, but I do think there's 11 different teams that I see a path for them to win. What about this next team, Tom? The New York Dark Knights. Daniel Hargaden, Mike Valenti, Nick Valenti, Tyler Can, and Matt Valenti. A lot of Valentis. How do you say Dan's last name again? Hargaden. I believe that's actually correct. I have no clue how to say his last name. That's why I was asking. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I'm pretty sure most people butcher his last name, but I, I try to be good about that. Hargaden. Yeah. Hargate. Also, like, I bet I'm going to be wrong. I can't wait to hear about this. It's going to be so much fun. So the Dark Knights, this is another team in that second category where I think they could beat one of those 11 teams I think they can win, but I don't think they could actually win the whole thing themselves. I just don't think they have enough experience in fast pitch. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. Come to opening day and find out. Yeah, and like all the, all the teams I say this about, like, please prove me wrong. Be a great story. The next team down, we have the Dinos, which is Mike Sidorov, Mike Collins, Drew Cheney, TJ Hannon, Brett Kalady, and Andrew Montero. I love seeing Andrew Montero on that team. I'm sad he's the sixth player, but at the same time, I love seeing him on that team because he's going to get the chance to show up and show out. That's going to be a decent team, I think. I'm not sure if they're in that top 11 for you, Tom, but I do think they, they have the chance of knocking off one of those teams in that 11. Yeah, they're another team in that spoiler category. Remember, there's only five teams that I think can't beat those 11 teams, and we'll get to those at some point. Coming up next is Earl Moss Staple, uh, captained by Connor Young. And then we got Johnny Whiffs, Whiffman, Jordan, Ben Lee. On here, Teddy Drescher. But I'm not sure. Like, didn't someone say Teddy's going to play the long balls now? No, no, that's fake. No, news. no, no, no. That, that's definitely fake news in our, in our group chat gino was just listing all the ridley park guys going to oh, that day, and i thought he was saying okay. that was a team but i was wrong okay okay 10-4 all right fake news we all know earl's done that's gonna be a really good team though teddy on on earl 
Yeah, I mean, this is obviously this is obviously a contender. Like, I think this is a team contending for like the whole Mid Atlantic title. You're gonna give away your top eleven, those eleven guys that can contend for this tournament already. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to tell like as we go. I'm just saying what teams like what category each teams in. And Earl is obviously I think has a chance to win the tournament. I mean, look at that team. That's a good team. You're not wrong. It's just a really good team. It's a stacked team. Like they're probably gonna be up there in points all season. It's a good team. Let's see if they can knock off the Jugs. Speaking of that, Tom. All right, next team up is the Jugs. Chris Sarnowski, Ben Stant, Ryan McElrath, Tim McElrath, Ray Luddick, and Brian DiNapoli. Reigning champs, they won, what, five out of six tournaments last year, something crazy like that. Obviously the favorite. Yeah, best team in wiffle ball right now. And I say this every time we talk about them, and I always tell, tell Tim McElrath when I see him, we're coming, we're coming, Tim. Can't wait to face you, Stant. I'll see you soon. Yeah, you think Stan's going to pitch opening day? I hope so. That's a good question. I'm hoping he does. I say Stan will throw. I hope we see him throw. If, if any, I can see him going in some relief moments, too. If they, like, if they get ahead on some team or something, I can see Stan. They just put in Stan to eat some innings. Yeah, eat some innings. And give him, wor- and give him work to see what he can do. Yeah, runs allowed, though. Runs allowed. Want that highest seed, though. Runs allowed. Right, right. But it's also Stan. It's not runs against. No, it's run, runs allowed is the first tiebreaker. Yep. Oh, didn't know that. Or I guess head, I'm sure head to head is the first tiebreaker, but head to head's usually not applicable. Didn't know that. I don't know rules. Happens. Well, let's keep going. The next team that we have is the Lehigh Valley Seraphim. Not sure if that's how you say that, but either way. It probably isn't. Probably not. We'll find out. Let us know on, let us know on Twitter. Yeah, let us let us know on twitter yeah break out the phonetics as well as we'll find out at opening day one way or another but this team comprises of sean huff zach turk and ryan rutt these all sound like made-up names i'm not gonna lie but at the same time i know sean huff he's a good guy yeah, I mean, I don't really know much about these guys, and that's why I put them in the category of hope that you play them in pool play. I, I would like to draw these guys because I'm assuming, like, I feel like I know enough about the game that where if I have not heard of you, the likelihood that you're very good is pretty low. They also have three guys, so that's going that could hurt them a little bit. Yeah, there's a hole in their defense. I bet none of them throw 90, and uh, everyone's crossing their fingers, hoping they get that team. Sean hits around 75, 80s. Not sure if he's hit higher than 80s. All right, so not 90. That's what I said. Definitely not 90. But Sean, come to opening day, prove us wrong. To clarify the uh, the sort of categories I'm putting these teams in, I don't think that they could beat any of those top 11 contenders, but the eight spoiler teams, I think the bottom teams could still steal a game from those teams. Yeah. This is a game where anyone can steal a game. And anyone knows about stealing games. Yeah, I hope that I'm proven wrong, to be honest. Like, that'll be, like, it'll be cool to look back and be like, oh, that team, you know, played, you know, they, they got a big win. Bad take. Let Winkley know on Twitter. That's why we put this in writing. Next, next team we got is your favorite candy coming back, the Lemonheads. You got Tim Beck, Pete Slater, John Polacco, and Dave Clark. And I bet Tim and Dave are angry with Ray for not coming back and playing with them with his OG team. I don't know. Would you leave the jugs to play with your boys? No, no. <laughs> I don't think I would. You couldn't. You couldn't ask him to do that, anyways. Yeah. What about Styles though? Styles was also on that team. Yeah, but I think it was only for one tournament. 
Yeah, but the I think the original Lemonheads was was Dave. I think it was Dave, t- uh, Tim, Ray, and Crispy. I think that's the OG Lemonheads. Yeah, they went all the way. They went down to Tennessee the same year, like yeah. the first year they played Mid Atlantic and lost in the finals because Tim Cook had a walk off. But Lemonheads too, they're good enough. I mean, they can they can steal a game too. I mean, JP's a very good young arm, and Tim and Pete are good hitters. And Dave's I don't I don't know how often Dave plays, but if he has any glimpse of what he was look out plus he's got a cool last name i'm biased all right next team i'm playing against these guys on sunday the las vegas Rifflers. steve trippis jordan bonet Jaden tresca matt trippis Caden kamatoki and adam bonet i hope i, hope I didn't butcher that second last one when you play him a sunday make sure you ask how to pronounce his name <laughs> yeah i know i'm wrong but at least i tried yeah either way jordan throws 110 kid throws hard i also have I have some inside information. The the Las Vegas Whifflers are going to be a team for you. They are coming back as the Las Vegas Whifflers. Ooh. So Black Dog Country Club might be in shambles. That is hot news. And I love being the first to break that. I see Jay Ventresca playing with them for my opening day. And like, they're going to qualify. Like, is Jay playing with them just for that? Or is he planning on doing both? I don't know. I don't know. But Jay just makes that, that uh, lineup that much more dangerous. Because these guys, Las Vegas Whifflers are freaking good. Yeah, they there's always they are always the guys that just kind of come in, show up, and beat a lot of teams that aren't expecting it. Yep, this is a good team. So the Las Vegas Whifflers, I have these guys as a contender too. I think that they could win the whole tournament. They have a guy that throws 110. How can you not think they have a chance? You know, Jordan Bonet throws hard. Hard to not say he's good. What's this next team looking like for you, Colin? You know, this next team. Looking like one of those guys that wouldn't expect being beat by the Las Vegas Whifflers. The Maryland Horsemen. Michael Bishop, Joey Lloyd, Eric Falby, Mike Hanwich, and Jake Cannett. I hope I didn't butcher any of those names. Come to me and find me at opening day. It's not hard to miss. I'm I'm most likely going to be in a bright orange jersey. Come find me. Harass me about how I said your name. That's their second year playing in mall. I'm hoping they come back and are more excited about this year than last year because they definitely had a tough year last year. Yeah. But anything can happen over an off season. Year two, still some games. Yeah, I mean, they definitely got better. Not that that's saying much. And quick, quick slide to the horsemen. I think these are one of the teams everybody hopes that they face. And no offense to those guys, they're just new. But this next team, they have new in their name. They're not new, they're old. <laughs> Terrible. We got the new school risers. So you got Cap, Jerry Hill, and Chris Owen. They've been doing it for years. This is a team that's just, you know exactly what you're going to get when you play them. And you better be ready to grind it out. They're tough. You know, you got the rubber arm of Cap over there. And then the hitting power of Jerry, Chris, and Cap. Yeah, that's a tough line. They're three man. With the three of them being a lineup, that's a tough lineup every time they are good they've been they've been playing long enough time you 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 mess up and pull someone too early or whatever they'll make you pay for it don't take him lightly big time don't throw that pitch down the middle yeah you can't take nothing off against these guys they will make you pay yeah this team is in my second category and like it's really tough to bet against cap i know he's just a specimen but chris is going to give him some innings but you know it's going to be cap kind of like the whole distance of the way and Last time Cap played, he lost to Dougie, so it's just really hard to bounce back from that. That is facts. I was on that team. Definitely lost to Dougie. 
No, I meant I meant at UF. Oh, I completely forgot. Are you telling me the Are you telling me the last two times Cap played Dougie, he lost? Because that's that's he's down bad. If that's true, he's definitely down bad. He definitely lost to uh, Dougie because that was the MAW wild card. Yep, wild card and UF. Wow, hate to see it, Cap. Come back stronger and beat Dougie this time. Or beat us, just to shut me up. Please don't beat us. They have beat us. <laughs> I mean, they're a good team. It's hard for them not to beat people. I wouldn't be surprised if they've beaten every team on this on this list. Back when they had Ethan Weiner, he'd have walk off on runoff me. Next team on the list, the New York Dragons. Nick Lee, Dougie Baker, who we were just talking about, and Chris Kroll, Crispy, who we talked about on the, uh, you know, the draft for people you would hang out with, right? Yes, we did. Love that man. Great vibes. Great time. Yeah, he flew out to California once to play in a medium pitch tournament with me and some Vegas guys. He came out to Vegas to play with you and the Cuba Dave All-Stars. Cuba Dave All-Stars. But this whole team, well-rounded, but I'm not sure if they're going to win a lot of games right now. They only have three guys, which is good for their batting order but hurts them because they really don't have that arm that can be the ace. Well, not even just be the ace, be the strikeout guy so that having being down a fielder doesn't really affect them. This is another team I kind of have in that second category, and it's just because of the roster they have listed is what I'm going by. Since I live with Nick, I have some inside information on some other guys that might be on his roster that would bump him up to that uh, contender category for me. Yeah, And like I, I have like the, you know, I, I'm giving a little teaser that these people he's talking to are very good, but you know, he doesn't want to have that be on the pod and then they don't show up and he's a fraud, you know? You know, he ain't a fraud. He ain't ever going to be a fraud. I can confirm that. As well as people, people just don't show up sometimes. Yeah. Like Ray, I think D-Wag used to be famous for that, but I don't even know the like, last time he played was like 2020 UF might have been the last time he played. I thought he played this year. He did? Pretty sure. Uh, I guess I wasn't there. He might have been like on the enemy for a week or something, right? No, he came as their fifth. Ah. Yeah, D-Wig came as their fifth, I'm pretty sure. Either way, if I'm wrong, harass me at opening day. We'll find this out later. It's looking like it's going to be the battle of New York if they play each other. It is true. The next team is the New York Meets, which is Jimmy Cole, Ryan Bush, Caleb Yonkman, and... Kyle Von Slushgen. Oh, speaking of guys that might not show up. Yeah, so this is obviously a team I have as a contender. They made it to the finals at UF. They have a stacked roster. They're all very good. Uh, can't say enough good things about the meets. Love those guys. Love all of them. Not sure how I feel about Caleb Bjankman because definitely gave me some stank guy at NWLA. If you want to come at me, let's go. Let's have a 1v1. Let's see who's better. I'll gladly take it. I don't got no problem saying I'm worse than you. Let's see if you have some problem saying you're worse than me. I'm about it. I'm on it. My money's on CP. Alright. Grudge match. If both of us get knocked out early, we gotta make sure that happens, assuming Caleb's there. Caleb Yonkman, come at me. Let's go for this grudge match, 1v1. Cable Yonkman. Cable Yonkman. Kalab Jockman. <laughs> come at me. Let's go for this 1v1 at opening day. Dude, I just wish Caleb didn't throw so hard so we could call him Junkman. But he doesn't really throw junk, he just throws 90. I know. But Bryce, who's this next team? My, these are the boys. OG Goon Squad. You know, they got Fink, Burt, and Bean. Bean. 
Beans. Bean Tucker. Which I don't know if I've met Bean, but we all know Fink and Burt. So they're looking like they're going to be a three-man. You know how good Fink is. This year he'll have to take on a little bit more responsibility of the pitching roles. Burt's going to step in and throw more innings this year, so that's going to help Burt's development when it comes to actual throwing. I've seen him throw, and he's good. Now, he has the stuff. He just has to be more consistent. Burt, that's the only thing Burt's really missing. Oh, Bean, ha- I, I don't know. I, I don't remember if I've ever met Bean or not. I think I think Bean has some sauce, too. I think he's Whitener's buddy, right? Mm, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure he has the sauce. I should ask. I should have called Burt before the podcast and asked him. That is a great question. Either way, I do agree. Bert can definitely throw a little bit. It's a matter of how many innings his arm can actually take if he's throwing consistently. Right. Because if he's throwing consistently, he's going to throw well. It's just a matter of how long he's going to throw well for. But Fink's going to take on a bigger role this year, especially with me and Dougie not being on that team. Two people that can eat innings without a problem. And it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they push through this year. Right. And they can always add someone, too. Um, yeah, but they can always add someone, too. I know they're actively trying to find some people to fill out their roster. So You never have too many guys. If anyone's looking to play, they want to be full-time or play for most of them or something, reach out to the Goon Squad. That'd be a very good team to play with. Love those guys. I will always endorse them. Yep. Always fun to hang out with. And this is another team in that sort of second category. I just feel like the roster is not deep enough for them to win the whole tournament, especially it being a 24-team tournament. That's just more rounds of playoffs, I think, right? More rounds as well as more pool play. Yeah, it's just like you got you to gotta fight through 24 teams. Like You can't really do that with two pitchers. I mean, you can, but they both have to be studs, and I don't think the Goon Squad has two studs. Not yet, and we'll find out when the season comes. I wouldn't sleep on that one, though. I mean, I mean, maybe right now, right now. Sorry, yeah. The next team is Old Line Wiffle Club from Maryland. Brian Griffiths, Rob Cataldi, John Wolf, and Josh Mitt. This team, another one of those teams where, you know, they're in that category of we hope we get them in pool play. Have they won a game yet? I don't know if they have or not. Has Old Line Wiffle won a, a Wiffle Ball game? I think they did, but I'm not 100% sure. I know they had a really high scoring game against some team, but I believe they still lost. Either way, that is a great question, and we should ask them at opening day for this podcast because it's going to be much more exciting that way. Ah, uh, sure, Old Line. Who we got next, Colin? So, we got the Red barons next out of pennsylvania i don't know who these guys are i believe they came to one maw event last year but i'm not 100 percent sure they're bwbl guys oh are they i didn't realize that either way the red barons consist of john costco you spelt your name wrong well his ancestor spelled his name wrong that was not like he spelled his name brett rooney julian spraza Nick Pugh and Gerald Johnson. I love that last that last name that I said because damn that's a good name. Either way, I don't know any of these guys. Do you have do you guys have anything about them? I know that they're 
I'm pretty sure their best player from UF is playing with the Dinos, so I have this as a tier two team. Uh, pretty sure Costco's team won BWBL last year. I think he's actually won a couple championships in a row. He's managed or he's played, played and managed them. I might be wrong on that. Costco, you can let me know on Twitter. Rooney and BWBL. Him and Nick Pugh are actually really good. I think Nick's the good hitter. Yeah, Nick is a good hitter because we played against him there a couple years ago, which I'm net rep from a long time ago at my first NWLA tournament. So I don't like these guys. They're, they've been playing for a while. It's just that they're coming out and they're coming into this small field and with really loaded talent, and we'll see how they handle it. That was a great overview, Bryce. Would you like to take it away with the next team? Yeah, so we got the Ridley Park Long Balls. Got Harshaw, Colin Pollag. I can I never actually never know how to say Colin's last name, so if I fucked up, my bad. Polag, Colin Polag, Sean Bignair, Boaz, Nate Smith, and Frankie Campanelli. I hate to say it, I think it's Bose, not Boaz. That's right. Bose? Ah! Brandon Bose. We all know these long balls. They've been playing for years and more. A couple new faces on the long balls roster. I was going to say, another staple. They've added. Yeah, this is obviously this is a team that I have as a contender. I mean, they have guys that have won a Mid-Atlantic tournament before on their team, so how could you not have them having a chance to win? Will they do it this year, though? Let's find out at opening day. All right, the next team is the RV Revs. We were talking about them at the beginning of the pod. Uh, Matthias Fontal? Matthias. Ryan Hannigan, Cameron (laughs) Sidro, and Michael Murata. I'm sure I butchered that first kid's name, but he has a cool name, so I want to find out how that's pronounced. You say it like Matthias. I don't know. Yeah. Come on. Matthias, maybe? Matthew Ayas. Matthias Fontal. So that's, that's a major game right there. So that kid's got a future in baseball. Something tells me, if you keep what I said earlier in, that's going to be the kid that'll probably win the spelling bee, and it'll probably be Ryan that messes it up. Ryan's going to be the one to get grounded. <laughs> Hannigan is getting grounded. Well, they still got three guys. They ain't going to be dropping. Yeah, this is the team. We actually played these guys in Staten Island, and uh, unfortunately, I got to put them in that tier three category of everyone hopes they play them in pool play. I mean, they're just young kids. Yeah, I worked with them a little bit there in Staten Island. Yeah, that's Bryce is their coach. Bryce Bryce taught them all how to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. A little bit? You worked with them for like two hours. Bryce. It wasn't, it wasn't two worked, hours. It was you between... worked with them for two hours? Yeah. He was, he was literally the pitching coach standing right behind the mound. I mean, I can't say too much. I would have done the exact same thing. I love doing that. It's so much fun just trying to get more people into the game. Yeah, and they're good kids. They are into the game. They're eventually probably going to be better than us. But for now, we can say, yeah, we're going to beat you guys. I can't wait, and I hope they're listening to this because they're just going to get so much better as they grow older. But this next team is actually us. It's the Stompers. Welcome it comprises of Bryce Clark, the toe, Colin Prentice, the arch, Tom Gannon, the heel, and we got Sean Ryan, Gino Joseph, and Nate Cruz. Not much we can really say about this. Yeah, I think it goes without saying that um, I think we have a chance to win. Otherwise, I would not fly across the country. That would be a waste of my time. I'm always wasting your time. You should know this, Tom. Yeah, yeah, but like, that would, like, you know, 
the tournament is not going to be a waste of my time. I think we have a chance to win some money and then that I'll be able to pay for another trip. Actually, we probably, I don't know, we win that much more. I guess there's, there's 24 teams, yeah. There is 24 teams. This next team is TC35, team out of Texas. You got Luke Richter. Oh, crap. Luke Richter, Chase Oliver, Eric Atwood, Connor Jaso, which is Tom's boy from MLW, and Sam Clark. Yeah, I, I really want to face him because he throws extremely fast, and I, I want to be the first guy to hit a bomb off him because he hasn't given up a home run yet. That will add depth. That will add depth to their pitching rotation for that long, small day. But TC 35 skill, we know what they did last year. You, yeah, he might be their ace. Even better, Tom. I'm a one up you on this. I'll I'll make sure I'm the first one to hit it off. Yeah, if I'm pitching that game, I might not be in the lineup. But this is another team on my list of contenders. I think they have a chance to win the whole thing. Obviously, making top eight and then adding a guy that might be their best pitcher, no brainer. All right, what's this next team looking like, Tom? We got two more left. Yeah, we're getting toward the end. Next team, Whiff Inc. You guys all know these guys. Kenny Rogers Jr., Mike Stiles, Dan Whitener, Anthony DiDio, Ty Weggerson, and Kevin Norris. Absolutely stacked roster. Obviously, I think these guys have a chance to win. They have so much championship pedigree on this team. Wait a sec. I did not realize this. Ty and Kevin are both on Whiff Inc., that team is very scary now. And yeah, Didio, it's like enemy, you know? Only question is how many tournaments are they going to show up to? But, you know, opening day, obviously contender. Got to do it throughout the whole season to make playoffs, though. And or you win this first one. Let's see it. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just win wild card. But a very dangerous team. Very dangerous team, right? As it writes on paper, that's a dangerous team. I mean, crap, you got to look what Kenny Rogers has done. Mike Stiles, like, she. Is Kevin Norris uh, the third best pitcher on this team? <laughs> That's insane. Kevin Norris might actually be the third best pitcher on this team. The only thing he has over them is that he has experience. Yeah, yeah cr- craftiness. But I think I would I would treat him as maybe. Unless he got mad at me and was like, I'm going to throw a perfect game. I'm Kevin Norris. I'm the GOAT. I hate saying it. You don't say ace. You say 1A, 1B. Yeah, <laughs> 1C. You can say 1C. Yeah, seriously. He was fucking pumping 95 last year. You wish, dude. You're right. 1A, 1B, 1C. If things go wrong, you go to 1B. If things go really wrong, you go to 1C. Worst case scenario, you bring in Ty. Do you know how hard Ty throws? He's with their 1D. Oh my god. Forgot about Okay, next. Next. We don't need to talk about them anymore. But we have the last and a fan favorite. The York Yaks. Might be our arch nemesis, but at the same time, a fan favorite. It is the York Yaks. We're, fr- we're frenemies. We're frenemies. <laughs> Get it? Arch nemesis? Yep. Hey, we played, what, eight times last <laughs> season? Way too many times. I saw you guys play almost every <laughs> event. I was only there for like four. Actually, I think I played part-time and I played against the Yaks five times. (laughs) Wow. Either way, this team consists of Nick Shiree, Dan Potter, Jared Bull, Adam Milstead, Chris Scipione, Skip, and Sean Kakuza. I heard that was a rumor that was like one of Skip's college baseball buddies or something. That could be a total myth, but I'm pretty sure I heard someone say that. Could be a total hit too. 
myth or not, will take it. Hopefully, Sean Kakuza is the man that played baseball with Skip in college. This is a free, this is a good roster. I mean, basically, it's the third year third year they've all played together, right? I also think this team got better. Oh yeah, yeah. Contender, obviously, I think has a chance to win. I mean. They've beat us enough times that if I think we can win and I don't think they can win, that's pretty disrespectful. So, contender. Good. This is a good hitting lineup, too. Potter, too. I mean, Potter can freaking rake. They also have Milsey. Milsey, people don't realize Milsey's kind of the GOAT. Potter has sat into his own last year. I mean, he hit well. Both Milsey and Potter are dangerous hitters. Yeah, Potter, Potter owns the Stompers. Like, Potter literally owns the Stompers. We got that aura patch on the sleeve this year. Potter don't own me though. Yeah, we literally, call him. we literally added you just to get Potter out, so you better get him out. Got it. Done. Potter, I'm coming for you. But that is the 24 teams of the MAW opening day. There are no more teams that are going to be added. It is unlikely that there will be, unless a flooding amount of teams want to come in. 24 is the cat. They won't get any bigger. Nah, that's what they said. Yeah, no way another team's another team won't be able to sign up unless one of the reps gets grounded. Well, I don't run MAW. Nah, we'll find out. Either way, let's move on. There are a lot of teams that haven't played MAW before. Even players that are on teams that have. Shout out Chris Prol. That's true. But there are a lot of teams that played you whiffs. So are there any teams that stick out to you that haven't played maw before i mean cajuns and las vegas whistlers obviously because i'm going to their scrimmage on sunday but also because they're coming from across the country like i know i did it a couple times but i'm also from massachusetts and visited my family anyway these guys are literally going across the country to play wiffle ball and for no other reason and it's, ain't even a, it's not a national tournament either i mean but this is the best league in the United States too, so yeah, basically it's what it is. Yeah, but they're 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 coming just to play in a. It basically is a national tournament. I mean, come on. We got 19 states represented. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to not say it's national at this point. You sure that's it? I feel like it's, you know. We used to be able to say it was just regional, but with this tournament itself, it is a national tournament. I mean, it's kind of like part of the states is represented well united with had what 30 some odd states represented that's even more insane yeah yeah this is a much much smaller tournament too but like another team stick up to me would obviously be the tc35 team because we know what they did last year you with whatever so we'll, i want skull crushers too yeah skull crushers like i just want to see how they come out and start the year out but i said that I want to see how well they play. I know they're going to play well, but I want to see like how they build off of what they've done. Yeah, just so you know, I own TC35. So if you want to pitch me against them, I bet we'll win. I get where you're coming from. I'm really interested in the Dark Knights. Yeah, the Golden Stick representative here. Is this their first fast pitch experience? I know Daniel play with Anarchy. Not Tyler Cans. Yeah, Cans can played with Nord last year. Oh, did he? Or sorry, sorry, two years ago. Two years ago. Again, still didn't know. That's very interesting. Uh, either way, the, the Dark Knights still interest me because I believe 
three out of the five haven't played MAW before, so it's still really interesting to see. Yeah, I know Daniel's played. I know he played US with Anarchy a couple years ago, so I played against them when I was with the Waves. Yes, he did. So yeah, a lot of these teams like a lot of see how they kind of like transition. A lot of raw, like I would love to see. Which you know, we all, we everyone knows the staples, or whatever. But like, I'm trying to think of some teams come. I want to see Las Vegas Whifflers versus Jugs or Whiff Inc. Or hell, even the Cajuns against any one of them too. Real, actually, out of any of them, I want to see. Throw Earl in that matchup. I would love that. Earl too. Or the Stompers in with that. Like I want to see like them teams get drawn into a pool, and with CCW. I would love for all them teams getting one pool. So I don't know how big I don't know how big it'll be. I wish we I would have asked him before we did this, like how big the actual tournament will be. Well, I think they're I think they're gonna do the same thing where it's if you're two and one, you're in. Like, it might kind of how many teams go one. All that matters how many teams are also two and one, I guess, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But it depends how big is the pool gonna be too, Tom. You got yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the way they do it in Mid Atlantic. Sorry, I'm pretty sure the way they do it in Mid Atlantic. They don't know the exact number of teams that make the playoffs until the playoffs. Well, yeah, but oh yeah, but you may have more pool play games if they don't have. I don't know how many pools are going to have. They can have six pools of four, or six or four pools of six. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it'll, it'll still be. I believe it'll still be three pool play games for everybody. That just means more pool play games, which is fine. But you're going to play a lot of games regardless. Whoever wins this thing, you're going to run the gauntlet. You have to run the gauntlet. This is a – everyone's going to be throwing haymakers. You, no one's going to come to this tournament. Well, you have some cakewalk games, but you're not going to go and just play absolutely nobody until you get into the tournament. You're going to have to beat some really good teams in pool play. You are going to see aces in pool play. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if the pools are going to be big. I don't know. I something we, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I wonder if it will be just more pool games because yeah, with twenty four teams, like how are how are they going to cut it down? I don't know. I don't know. I should I should ask on how they're going to do it. I don't have an idea. Anyone you're wanting to look forward to any matchups, Colin? Well, that's what I was just about to ask. Are there any matchups that people want to see? I want to throw against the Cajuns. Well, not what you want to do, like over some matchups we want to... Let's get this right. Not games you want to pitch. Games that you want to see happen. Okay. Okay, I want to see I want to see Cajuns versus Las Vegas Whipplers because they're about to show their stuff this weekend. And it's like, oh, we came all the way across yeah. the country and we're just going to play the guys that we see already. It can happen. I mean, it's a random draw. Anything can happen in these random draws, especially when it's four pools or sorry four per pool if it's four per pool then it's going to be six pools yeah i mean i'm assuming they picked the number 24 because it's going to work out for their plan i don't think it's i say so they got a good math going they've been doing it for a while now yeah it doesn't matter too much but bryce do you have any matchups that you would like to see oh i just i kind of how i said earlier i want to see like Matchups I'd want to see early. I want to see like either like you got your mall staples versus like the heavyweights coming in, or like your sort of like I want to see like a Jugs, Earl, Whiffink, and us Yaks. I want to see what they do against like the CCW Skull Crushers or Cajuns, uh, stuff like TC35. I want to see TC35 versus Skull Crushers. I think that'd be a good game. 
that would be a really good game. I hate to say this though, because I want to bring up the controversy, I would like to see Earl versus Withink. Honestly? I want to see this go down. I want to see a bloody match. Yeah, that should be like pay-per-view shit right there. I want to see Stompers versus Meats, and it'll be Prentice versus Yuntman on the mound. And if that happens, no matter what's a pool player or not, Jimmy, I want to throw Prentice. It's just your job to put uh, old uh, Yuntman on the mound. I just, I, I'm just going to put it on out there. Yuntman, Prentice wants you. If we get you, you're getting him. You want to rise up? You're going to sit down. <laughs> Fire me up. Uh, that's a good last line. Maybe we should just end the pod right there. We still have a bunch of things that we want to talk about. Tom, you were talking about your 11 teams that you think could win the whole thing. Eight teams yeah. that you think could knock out one of those 11 teams and five teams that you think everyone hopes to draw in pool play. Yeah, those are like the three tiers I was kind of going through as we went through the teams. Are there any that you guys disagree with? Honestly... I can see everyone doing what they said. I, the Axe will make a run. Didn't say nothing about the Axe. Tom didn't even say anything about the Axe with the exception of... No, I said the Axe are a contender. I said, I think we have a chance to win and they beat us all the time. So how can I not think they have a chance to win? That's fair enough. Bryce, do you really have any other discrepancies against what Tom said? I've, I feel like that was pretty sound, pretty solid the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was money. I, I thought about it for a while. I mean, you had the chance to. No, you you basically sprung the topic on us today. I was excited for it. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, a good sort of categorization. That's kind of what the, the Scumcast kind of did that with their contenders and pretenders and whatever it was. Man, stealing things from the Scumcast. You're just proving we're, sl- we're less than them. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we're just copying their good ideas. And then we throw away all their bad ideas. So now we have a great pod. Yeah, they do have a lot of bad ideas. Hate to see it, Connor and Red. Come on our podcast and dispute it with us. Yeah, just Connor. Red's ideas are good. Connor's ideas suck. You're right. Connor's ideas usually do suck. There's like an 85% chance that it actually sucks. And also, Connor, I'm only saying that because I know you can take a joke. Just like I said, the stuff about Cap losing to Dougie, because they can both take a joke. Uh, Dougie can take a joke. I don't know. Dougie... I, I bet Dougie's going to send me a message being all mad after this pod. Can't wait. Let's see it. We'll post it on Twitter. I did bash a lot of people on the pod. It's not just you, Dougie. So this last topic that we're going to do is a top five of new guys to MAW. And we're not just going to draft them individually. We're going to do this collectively. Yeah, Colin, you want to go first and we'll just switch off? I would love that. Thank you for asking that. So the pick I'm going with is going to be Nick Saylor. I feel like he's going to do a really good job at pitching. I feel like he's going yeah, to he adapt. Gas. He throws gas as well as I feel like he's going to adapt to the two strikes as a pitcher and he's going to adapt as a hitter for it being two strikes. I f- it he has a good understanding of how the game works already. So if he can make that jump from not just playing in UWIFs but into MAW, it's going to help him so much more. Yeah, he's always shown a willingness to swing, so I think that he's going to be fine with the two strikes. 
All right, so at number four, I am going with Luke Richter of TC35. I uh, room with those guys. We, we got an Airbnb together for the Texas MLW tournament and uh, played against him. Uh, he struggled walking guys with the MLW balls, but I think you get a cup ball in his hand. I mean, if you can beat C4, you can pretty much beat anybody. Hard to not say that. At number three, I'm going to put Will Marshall. So I talked to him for a little bit at the end of UF, and he was kind of, you know, I want to say he was disappointed in his performance, but he remember a time he was really, really, really good. So I could see him coming in, being his old self here at Mall. On opening day. Mm-hmm. The old effortless 95. And I feel like Will's problem is that he walks guys sometimes. So with the two strikes, that solves that problem for him. I think Will. Will's problem was he threw too many strikes. I think now. <laughs> I will. I remember at one point in time, old Will was the man. I always thought he was. Yeah, maybe he's changed. I played a game against Will in GSWL, and it was not medium pitch. Oh, it went like 17 innings. He and Lopes were throwing 70. Lopes started it. Lopes started it. I completely agree. Lopes definitely was throwing fast, and then Will matched. And it and I, I kind of went with it, so I can't complain. Yeah, and it was fine. Like, all of us were okay with it. It was me, Lopes, and Bridge. Love those guys. They're both great guys i hope to play with them eventually in the future and i hope everything works out for them in their future currently but either way that was a long game we played will marshall in gswl golden stick rules where it's medium pitch and has technically is medium pitch yeah i mean since not since neither of us called anyone out it was still you know the rules say there's no real speed limit and I do remember that game pretty vividly because it was my first open ever. It was me, Will Marshall, and one of my college buddies that had never played with ball in his life. Wait, you were on that team? Yeah, we played like we played like ten games and he didn't even hit a home run. Oh my god, I don't even remember you being on that team. That's even weirder. Yeah, man. That was my first year. That was my first year at Golden Stick. We played that one tournament where it was pouring rain. And we made it to the finals during the regular season. I played with uh, my friends Connor Scully and Nick Hamlin. Uh, and that was when I met you guys for the first time. I think we beat you that that day, too, because we played. Uh... Yes, you did. You beat us in the end. It went so long, I was like, I don't care what happens. Yeah, it was pouring rain. I think we stopped. Like, I think there were a couple rain delays that day where we, like, all went to our cars because we looked at, you know, we looked at the radar. I was like, it's going to be pouring for 20 minutes and then it'll just be sprinkling again. And then yep. we came back out and was stoked, but at least we weren't, you know, at least you could throw a strike. So it was, it was good. And then and then I got Will Marshall to play. Yeah. That didn't happen our game, but that happened earlier in the day. Yeah, that was fun. Ugh. But yeah, playing with Will Marshall, he's the man. We lost to the Dark Knights twice, too. Either way, we need to keep moving. So for the number two pick, I'm going to go with Jordan Bonet. Man throws hard, and I think he's going to hit, hit really well. He's been working certified badass certified badass i will give that stamp of approval certified badass and yeah we got to get him a t-shirt that says that and give it to him opening day and hope he takes it easy on us oh no it's going to be made and i'm going to give it to him personally i will gladly do that jordan matter of fact jordan i know you're listening and i hope you're listening he's definitely not listening i don't even care doesn't matter you're getting that shirt opening day and i'm making sure of it but jordan bonet you are my you are my number two pick of the maw opening day new guys i think you're going to do very well and that brings us to number one i feel like people listening to know the game 
should know who I'm about to say because of his reputation. I'm going with Randy Dalby. I tell all the guys in the league out here in Vegas that Dalby is the best player on this side of the Mississippi, and I think it's still true. Uh, he's just he's just so good every time. It's uh, just so consistent. Like you know what you're gonna get with Dalby. He's gonna pitch as many innings as you need, and he's probably gonna be your best hitter too. Guy's a freak. The Randroid. Definitely a Randroid. Dalby's good. It checks out. Dalby is good. We're going to have to get that t-shirt for him, too. Made and done already. But we're going to end this podcast. I hope everyone had a good time. Bryce, Tom, do you guys have anything that you want to say before we go? Ooh, I've got one. I got a way too early Mid-Atlantic playoffs prediction. I think that Earl, Juggernauts, and Stompers are going to be the three teams that score enough points to skip the wild card. And the team I'm worried about the most as a member of the Stompers knocking us out of that top three is Whiff Inc. It's kind of, you know, to me, it just depends on how many times they show up because they're very good. Bryce, do you want to add on to the predictions? No. (laughs) I'll save them for later today. Well, that's pretty good. I'll add on to the predictions. I think the York Yaks will actually skip the wild card and make it to the playoffs this year. I hate saying it. I don't want to but I think it will happen. I think they have... Yeah, the X are kind of our daddy. I think they have the advantage this year, and we'll make it. But we'll find out at opening day. Thank you for listening. I hope everyone had a good time. Follow us on Twitter at AthletesFootPod. Join our Discord. It's going to be in the link in the description, as well as it's on our Twitter. Either way, have a good rest of the day. I hope you had fun listening, and peace! If you're a loyal listener and you want to be in the pod, ask us. We don't have a guest right now because we kind of like just didn't have one. So we know there's at least like 25 of you listening. And I bet like at least 13 of you we'd want to have on here. Shut the fuck up. We're done. Right, as they say in Canada, peace out. Give yourself a tug. Give yourself a tug. Tuck your own balls, mate. Bye. J-Squad.